With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, Gator Nation, and welcome into another episode of the Gators Online Podcast, live from Spurs Gridiron Grill. Nick Del Torre, Zach Albaverde here to recap the spring game as it is now in the books and they have concluded camp. We'll give our takeaways from all that in the first segment. And then the second segment, we will be joined live in studio by Florida Gators offensive lineman Osiris Torrance to talk about his path to UF, his first spring here, and uh, what he thinks about his new team. Nicholas, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well, doing well. Osiris, a, a big man, soft-spoken. Uh, yes. But a big man and, and certainly uh, was a, a gift to the rest of the Florida offensive linemen. Oh my gosh. Uh, as they were trying to figure out uh, Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton, and, and what was expected of them. So it was good to have a couple of those UL guys um, yeah. on staff or on staff on the team for the guys this spring, which uh, culminated last Thursday in, yeah. in the uh, Orange and Blue debut. Um a real game, an actual game. Yeah. That was probably my my bit, my biggest takeaway and, and my favorite thing was that it was an actual football game. It was an actual football game, and and I like how they set it up with when they were in the game. It was the first team offense mm-hmm. and the first team defense, and when the second team offense was in the game, they were going against the second team defense because the way the rosters were split, they could have. You know, done how they traditionally do it in the scrimmages prior, which were ones versus twos, ones versus twos two versus one. Um, so they didn't do it that way. Obviously, Anthony Richardson stole the show mm-hmm. over 200 yards passing, three total touchdowns. I think that for a lot of people, it might have been a little bit better than they anticipated. I, I didn't think that he would look as sharp as he did in Napier's system, but really, I think that that RPO setup that they have and and how much he seemed to already kind of understand it and be well versed in it it was very evident last thursday night yeah and we'll ask uh osiris saibo about that um to me it was just and we try to always say this you and i both were there you know in the spring for 15 minutes might see 20 passes of 200 yeah um but that's as sharp as i've seen anthony richardson look throwing the football um this spring obviously we know what he can do running the ball um he can make people miss he can jump over people um, he can run through people. Yeah. So many options when he's running the ball. <laughs> um, but I think the timing and the precision he showed on those short intermediate passes to me was the biggest improvement that I had seen from yeah. him. His delivery is just mm-hmm. looks like me. I I don't think so. No. <laughs> I, I, I was I was hoping that you uh, that no. you uh, to be fair, I, I've got a nice arm for a sports writer. For a sports writer, yeah. Although it's not as good as your arm, but you're a former baseball there, player. There were some – we used to – they used to leave footballs around. Uh, that was during the McElwain era. And some sports writers just embarrass themselves throwing a football around before practice. If you know that you can't throw – Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, obviously, some guys that that, that showed that they could uh, do some things on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack Miller, he got his opportunity with the second team and you know moved the ball – just weren't able to score the ball. Yeah. And I think that, you know, saw the separation. I think that's clearly there between him and AR. But Florida, very fortunate still, nonetheless, to have him on the roster because of the news that we learned this week with Carlos Del Rio Wilson deciding to enter the transfer portal. I think we saw in the same in the spring game that Jalen Kitna is not ready yet to contribute. So, yeah. you know, even though Jack Miller maybe didn't play as well as fans would have hoped, Billy Napier made it clear during the broadcast that I've seen this guy move our offense throughout the spring. Mm-hmm. I'm confident in what he can do, but nonetheless, for him to be here and be available now because of the way that the quarterback's room has shaken out with Emery leaving and now Carlos, yeah. it's big to have Jack here, and I, I still think he did some good things well, but still a lot that he needs to work on and improve. And, and you'll get Max Brown in, but then again, what's I mean, Max Brown's playing baseball right now. Congrats to, to yeah. him. They won their district, um, but he's not going to be ready to play next year. So does Florida 
go into the transfer portal and look for a quarterback. It's it, listen, Jack Miller learned uh, it's it's going to be hard to unseat Anthony Richardson. So even if if they wanted to go in the portal to get a fifth quarterback for next season, who's coming? Who? Yeah, it's not an attractive location no. when Anthony Richardson's your starter. Um, so to me, it's you. I think you're fine with four, but obviously uh, Billy Napier is comfortable with Jack Miller and. Jack Miller is going to be the clear number two. I think there's a clear separation between one and two and two and three. Which is why Carlos left. Yeah. And I think that outside of the quarterback position, we saw some guys step up and put on some standout performances in the spring game. Montreal Johnson, mm-hmm. which we'll hear from Saibo about, he was certainly a guy that stood out. I think you could have put Demarcus Bowman in that same category, if not for the fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, no, two fumbles. That, 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 one one, well, one loss. You know, but, hey, you put the ball on the ground. I don't care if it's on offense, defense, special teams. Don't put the ball on the ground. No, but I mean, nonetheless, guy got 17 carries. Mm-hmm. I mean, Florida fans finally been waiting to see that guy tote the rock. And, uh, you know, he got his opportunity. Obviously, some guys stepped up in the passing game. I think receivers maybe look a little bit better yeah. than people hoped, but still obvious that they need speed there. And then uh, defensively, you know, Dewan Black, he showed up certainly. I think we've heard him making plays throughout the spring, and that kind of uh, came to fruition in the orange and blue game. And then in the secondary, you know, Jalen Kimber mm-hmm. comes up with an interception. I thought Jordan Young had a fantastic game, mm-hmm. um, really kind of outplayed my expectations for him. And then we saw Tyreek Sapp on the defensive line come in there and enforce one of those him. fumbles. I am him, uh, you know, a, a guy that was a former top 100 recruit, had Alabama really coveting him mm-hmm. and decided to stay in state and has now had a chance to develop. Remember, it was a late arrival for fall mm-hmm. camp. So that kind of set him back at the start of his career. But all in all, Nick, outside of the quarterback position, what maybe some of your takeaways from this game and, and your feelings about this team coming out of spring? Well, just – a little, a little nugget for uh, for the Gators Online listeners. I think Tyreek Sapp, he had a child um, after last season. I think that's – we saw it kind of with Dominic Easley. Um, a, a child can give you a lot more maturity and perspective uh, and probably something to go out and play for. And, I can and, attest and, to that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, wake up in the morning and, all right, I got to go lifting and go to class and then practice and then tutoring, and it gives you something to do all that for. So I think you're going to see a, a more motivated – uh, and mature Tyreek Sapp, which is not good for opposing quarterbacks, uh, but great for Florida. Um, no. I, I really liked Montrell. I thought it was funny talking to him after the game. There was announced 45,000 at the spring game. I think it's a little south of that, but he says ears were ringing after the game. It's more people than he's ever played in front of in his entire life. And it said, was so cool to hear Saibo say, mm-hmm. like, I was intimidated by the crowd. It's bigger yeah. than anything I'd ever played at, at like, UL. I was like, brother, it's going to be double that September 3rd. Um, <laughs> Better be ready for Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he was impressive. Donovan Millen gets a pick in the end zone. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, I think, with the, with the secondary, with, with guys like uh, Jordan Young, who I didn't expect much from, Jalen Kimber. You know, I, I, I wrote, hey, he would have started for the national champion last year if not for a shoulder injury, but then was banged up in the spring a little bit as well. So it was kind of like, what do you, what do you, what can you expect from this secondary? And yeah. I think I was surprised with how, how well I think they played and, and I'm, I'll project them to be better in the fall for it. I still am not completely sold on the safety position. I think that the corners uh, showed a lot more to me than, the safeties, I think that Donovan Pickmillan, as Gators football mm. just tweeted out, that was an encouraging sign to see from that spot. I just don't think the quality depth is there is still there yet. Mm. I mean, they got a lot of bodies, um, but I, I just don't know how many they have ready to for, for that position to be. I saw a lot of guys still, a couple blown coverages mm-hmm. still. Um, you know, I mean, and, and, and I think that there's room for improvement there, so... We saw Kamari Wilson getting some first-team reps, mm-hmm. and I think that that speaks to what I'm talking sure. about, it that they're still trying to get that where it needs to be. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them, as many safeties as they have on the roster, still go get a guy mm-hmm. um, in, in the portal this offseason. And, and maybe it won't be for 2022, but more so for 2023. But just across the board, that quality depth, Top to bottom is not, I think, at safety where it needs to be yet. And we saw, to me, I saw that in the spring game. Um, 
So, so that's a little bit of a concern. I think it mentioned the speed at wide receiver. There's no doubt that they're going to address that. And, um, you know, we'll see in the trenches if they, they find somebody that they want to bring along. And like you mentioned, it, it'd be great. I'm sure they wouldn't turn down a really talented quarterback right. that wanted to come, but I don't think a really talented quarterback would want to. Let's come back at Anthony Richardson. I don't think so. So we'll see. It's still a lot of moving parts and things to shake out between now and May 1st, mm-hmm. which is the deadline for players that want to enter the transfer portal to be eligible for the fall. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, still a lot of news, I think, to happen here in the next week. And then I think Florida will let the dust settle and see where they want to go. Um, where do you anticipate some positions, them hitting outside of, you know, maybe some of the ones that we've talked about? I mean, I don't think they're going to need a tight end now. After what we saw from Xanders. Yeah, I think Xander well, you get all you get three three Titans coming in and get the guys you, back. You get you get those two back. So you've got five. Zip makes six if he stays and seven with Xanders. I don't think Griffin McDowell's, I don't think that's a permanent change. He might be a like a jumbo package tight end. Yeah. It definitely looks different um when they're in blocking drills, Griffin versus everyone else. Uh looks like he'd been playing some defensive line and moving bodies uh yeah. before. So um, I think if positions I would look at safety, probably, you know, like you said, with a starter in 23, I think I'd look at interior defensive line. You need yeah. to add some depth there in a bad way. Cause I mean, um, you feel great about Jervon and mm-hmm. Jalen Lee. And then after that, yeah, you know, how many plays can a 420 pound Des Watson give you in a game? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 13? Yeah. Do you, do you need someone that can play more consistently or can he get his body into a place where he can play 25 snaps mm-hmm. if you need him to? Um, I think safety starter for 23, I think inside linebacker, um, and, and interior defensive line are probably the three biggest that I would look at. You, you maybe even use another offensive lineman. Yeah. And again, I mean, I think some of these additions will not necessarily be for an immediate impact. Some will, but some, as Napier said, we feel good about our starters, our first team mm-hmm. guys. We need some more either guys developing behind there or yeah. that are ready to go waiting in the wings. And I think that they're going to try and find some guys that fit into that, into that puzzle mm-hmm. um, that they're trying to piece together. So um, we're going to get ready to jump to this break. I, I do want to mention one thing that I did enjoy from the fallout of the spring game was that the competition did not stop. Uh, it, what, what timing Frank too on beans, our part. Baby. Yeah. The timing in our part that I, I feel like Napier uh, some coaches won't embrace Steve Spurrier. Not that they won't embrace him, but uh, it's hard to follow. Some are legend. intimidated, Nick. Say it like it is. Intimidated. Um, he's doing so many things that Spurrier did at Florida. The yeah. trophies that Spurrier talked about, we saw that five hours later. Yeah, it was at so halftime cool. of the game. Spurrier said the winners got steaks, the losers got beans. That's what we got. There was a feast. Florida's, uh, the blue team got. New York crab strip, legs. lobster, crab, lobster legs, and mac and cheese, just fed right, and and it looked like it looked like Dan Mullen's uh, diet program for the Orange team. <laughs> well, that's what somebody <laughs> said in the yeah. video. The Jamaican bacon's this back. This is some Dan Mullen stuff. Mm-hmm. What is this? And it was literally Frank and beans, white rice and rolls. It was like little cocktail weenies. Finley Graham was not happy. No, you're on the wrong team, Finley. So now the guys that played both ways. What boat were they in? Did they get, I mean, are you putting your Franks and beans think, on top of your you steak? Gotta go, you got to go by the roster. You just, no, no, no. If you played both ways and you're you get an option, you're not, your Franks and beans are more for the orange team. I yeah. played on the blue team. Well, congrats to the blue team on the 34, nothing shutout. We finally got to get our first glimpse of Billy Napier's Gators. And uh, now a long discretionary period that we will wait until we get into the summer months. And uh, we'll talk to Osiris Torrance about that discretionary period and many other things right after this break. You're listening to the Gators Online Podcast live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Hi, Steve Spurrier here. You know, making a reservation at my restaurant is easier than a Saturday afternoon homecoming game against Vandy. You don't have to call or email. Just go to Spurrier's.com, hit the reservation button, pick a date, number of guests, and a time. It's so simple, I can do it. In fact, I just did. Maybe I'll see you tonight.
Looking for more reasons to celebrate? We have them here at Celebration Point. Enjoy some of the newest additions to our already celebratory lineup, like Dave & Buster's, Les Macarons, and Prime & Pearl. There's always a reason to celebrate. Join us anytime for any occasion. Celebration Point, where gators come to celebrate. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Gators Online Podcast, and we are now joined by our next guest for the week, Osiris Torrance, Florida Gators offensive lineman. Appreciate you joining us today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, man. We're glad to have you. Obviously, a lot of things to discuss on today's show. Um, talk spring ball. We'll talk the orange and blue game. Yeah. But I do want to talk about your journey here, man. Uh, obviously, your time at Louisiana and just kind of getting into football. Uh, take our listeners kind of back there, man. What was your path like first getting to University of Louisiana, kind of teaming up with Billy Napier there, and kind of what was your recruiting process like out of high school? Uh, my recruiting process out of high school, it was it was slow for the most part. Like, not too many schools actually came in because I was from a, like, this, a little small area in Louisiana. So, like, my junior year, once they actually started coming, they got kind of exciting for me because, like, I wasn't expecting it, but, like, and the one, the one thing I do remember most of the time was just always somebody from U.S. did it contact me, like, even when they first, when they, because when I first, let me see, my sophomore year, Coach Nathan, they wasn't at UL, but, like, my yeah. junior, that's when they got hired, then they came, then, like, they started sending me a letter, then my senior, they kept on, and then even when I got a new coach, they wouldn't contact the coach, they was just calling me, like, straight to me, talking to me, like, when they come to the school, they would text me, like, I'm in the office, like, I'm like you got to tell my coach first, <laughs> like, they always just kept, like, some type of relationship with me. Other coaches from places they they talk to me and text me, but like the the, the way they showed they how they care with you and like Coach Napier, like, it was just different. So like I just automatically leaned towards them. Then when when it was time to make the decision to go, it was just it was easy. It felt what was right. And then once I got there, I mean, I I, I fit in the system perfectly. Like I, I when I met with Coach Nate before I went there, and he talked about the system. I, at first, I didn't understand exactly what he meant, but once I went there and like. Started with the summer process and then slowly got into the season. That's why I started understanding like exactly what it was telling about how they're gonna make sure everything's structured for you and you're gonna work hmm. out. Like we're gonna turn over every stone we can to make sure you're ready for whenever you have to play. Because when I got there, I I don't know how what they were expecting of me myself. I thought I was gonna register because I was downplaying myself in my head. Yeah, but most I'm, linemen do. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm thinking. So like I'm just going through the motions really to like. To like towards the end of summer, then I start seeing they start putting more and more pressure on me. It's like they must want me to be able to play if anything happened there. So, but surely as the time come, like my coach, my old line coach, start talking to me in the middle of fall camp, like you better be ready to play. Like they getting on me, like I'm starters on, like coach, I'm just, I just, <laughs> just got here. Like I'm still yeah. trying to, I'm only reason I was able to get in the plays, right? Because the people on side of me was helping me. So I'm mm. like, without them, like I'm not even, I'm half as good as I feel like I am. So it's like you're like you're calling the plays, but he's telling me what the play <laughs> yeah, actually like, yeah. is. I'm, I'm looking at the play, they, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking for like yeah, that's the play, but look at the center like what do we gotta do? <laughs> I didn't know, but like so I feel like I had to get like it's just basically they just end up forcing me to have to like do the extra stuff to get mm -hmm. to know the plays because I knew what they was looking for, like what they wanted me to do. So like it's the early little person, like the early involvement of with me, like they ain't just oh he a freshman just waiting, put him yeah. to the side and save him for the night. They had me like coaching me up like a starter from the jump. So I think that helped me too. Like, and you mentioned like you weren't a high profile prospect coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. What do you think that they saw in you that made them feel like, yo, this dude can come in and help us right away, which you did. Yeah, I, I guess I feel like they saw like the work ethic, like, cause um, uh, like from high school, like we had a small team. So a lot of us had to play both sides. And I was one of those guys, I just stayed on the field. Because you like, got that offer from Georgia to play defensive line. Yeah, so that too. Like, I was good at both of them. And then they seen, like, he can play defense. We could use an offense. So I'm guessing that – because really, I, I, I forget, but when I – um when you first started talking to me, it was a D-lineman coach. So he came in the recruitment for that. I had to tell him, like, coach, I like O-line. And he, <laughs> he, he got sad, but he still wanted me to come. Then that's when O-line coach started coming at me and stuff like that. And then I guess from, like, 
the um because on my, my work ethic too like they seen how much weight i lost because in ninth grade i was like 400 pounds and i lost the weight and then wow. like, they was able to like like so the progression like showed how dedicated to lose the weight it just they they liked the commitment i had to that and stuff like that and they just seemed that i was gonna work hard no matter what and then like just for me losing all that weight to coming um up now, man, playing both sides of the ball, then just being tough. Like, they just like that. Coach Nate always talk about he won't tough discipline people. Then, like, I showed that at a young age. And I think that's what he really liked to saw in me because, I mean, I didn't have that many stars coming out of high school. It was just, yeah. So, so I'm what president, I'm surprised they didn't move you in Big Dez. Yeah, so I was going <laughs> to say, like, you were in <laughs> Dez's shoes yeah, now yeah, back then. Yeah, like, it was, it was, it, it, it was tough because let me see what it was really. Eighth grade, cousin. The eighth grade and seventh grade was mixed with our high school, so I would be around the high schoolers. But like, that's when the high football coaches see me every day. And like, I ain't gonna play football. I'm like, I just don't want to coach, really, just because I'm just too big and I'm just like, I'm not even gonna try to go out there and get and try to get in shape. It's just gonna be too hard, basically. So like, eventually they got me out there. And then I, um, my ninth grade year, I weighed myself now like four twenty. Like, man, I'm I'm big. big. I, I gotta change this. Like that's what I thought in my head. I didn't see nothing. I didn't really say it out loud. I was just thinking in my head, like, I got to change this. So I just told myself I'm just use football to try to help me lose the weight. Then I'm just, I'm just stop when I'm, t- when I'm done. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, my end of my freshman year, I seen I was pretty good. I, I was all right when I did play. Yeah. And my sophomore year, I ended up starting. And then I played both sides of the ball, started getting a few letters. And then the weight started falling off even more. And I'm like, I could really, I could really lose all this weight and then keep going on pretty good. And then my junior year, that's when it really clicked in my head. And I'm like, all right, let me just, Take it serious for real, then take you to the next level, and then it's awesome. Yeah, from that's there, that's crazy. So football went from your weight loss plan yeah. to paying for college. Yeah, basically, that's pretty cool, man. I wasn't. I, I played it literally. I played two years literally, but then I had to stop because I had went to a different school. Mm-hmm. So like, you couldn't play little league here if you go to a different school. So I had stopped, and then I didn't play middle school. Then I had went back to my old school, St. Helena, and um. I, I just didn't want to play football. So I just didn't like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, I had bad experiences with it. And I just didn't want to play it no more. And then my the, um, high school coach would see me every day. And every time you see me, he asked about football. And I'm like, to get this dude, I told myself to get on the shut up. I'm going to try to go out there and try it. <laughs> and then that's when I went out there and I found out. And then I see how much I, how big I was and mm-hmm. how much I weighed. I'm like, man, it ain't good to be this weight either. Because he talked to me about that. And I just thought to myself, I'm going to just use football to, lose the weight and get kind of good in shape and then I'm just stop again. Uh, how mm-hmm. I'm, gonna do it. I'm just not going to take it serious. That's what I'm right. going in my head. But Did you have to change your diet a lot or was it mostly just the conditioning and practicing? Uh, it, it, it was both. I had to change my diet because like it wasn't, well, with me, I mean, I ate, I don't want to say I ate bad. I mean, I, I cooked a lot too. I mean, I, had to, I was cooking for myself and it was just, it wasn't the fact that I was eating bad, it's eating too late. Like, <laughs> I, I, I I like to be in the kitchen. We all do that sometimes. I like to be in the kitchen by myself. So I wait till my grandma go to sleep, wait till my brother's in the room or whatever. And then I wait till, and it'd be like eight o'clock. And that's when I go in there and cook myself a whole meal. And by the time I finish cooking, it's like 11 o'clock and I'm eating and then going to sleep and getting up. And like, it just wasn't a good routine for mm, me. Sure, like, I had sure. to stop all that. And then like, then mixing it in with the conditioning of football, it just made the weight just fall off. And then I just like, I just started noticing, I just felt better. Like felt a little lighter on my feet. My confidence went up, and then it's like once your confidence starts going up, you don't want nothing to bring it down. So mm-hmm. I realized that losing weight helped us. So like, why why stop? That's a game saying. changer. Yeah. And then obviously you get to Louisiana, the success that you have there. What was that? Just your career there in general. Uh, what was that like? Being part of a program that went from you know a team that wasn't having the type of success mm-hmm. that you guys experienced to you know, winning a conference title and, you know, and you being a big part of that. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, like when I think about it, it's, it's crazy when I think about it because when I first went there, I mean, I never heard, like the schools you played against, I never even heard of them before I even went there, like the, <laughs> the hard schools and stuff. I mean, I heard of Louisiana, like ULL because I had an older cousin that went there and then it just, he went there just for school. But I mean, I heard of them, I didn't know nothing about them. So once I got there and then like, yeah, I don't know how to put it. You you see how everybody uh, around working and stuff. I mean, they talking about the uh, games before. Then like the new coaches and everybody talking about how they building the Oakland and stuff, and they talk about winning. So you just kind of get the feeling there, like that's what they that's what this coach that here to do is win. Then like mm-hmm. we started um just started playing. Then like we started realizing like this the new this way of how Nate wanted to, want to do his works, and we started winning. Then it just like 
just the feeling started changing and like people start like caring more about it. Then like after my freshman year, we got people drafted and that's when people really start looking like, All right, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like it works and like people getting drafted from here, like let me you know, take a decision. That's kind of how I was when I first went there. I was just thinking like, I don't just play college football. I wouldn't even think, honestly, it's the same thing how I was in high school. I was thinking about the next level. I'm thinking like, I'm not even going to be, I'm still downplaying myself at this point. I'm thinking I'm not even going to be that good to play here. Then I'm going to start, then finish my freshman year off and then get the little freshman All-American thing. I'm thinking, oh, this is this is nice, but it ain't that important. But then I start seeing like it is like, because <laughs> I start like coming on people's radars and stuff like this. So after my freshman and then like the off-season and stuff like that, the coaches meeting and we talked to the coaches. I was like, now my my coaches told me like they felt like they failed if they don't get me to the NFL because like the potential I showed. And I was like, and I thought about it. I'm like, you you right, coach. I'm gonna to myself in my head like he, they got a point. Like I got to take this serious because I can't do that because like I just played with two dudes who did. And then like I'm showing like the same type of potential they show. So I'm like, yeah, I could. Hey, wait, man, you've had some coaches that seem like have helped push you along oh, yeah, the way. I, to- I, yeah, I feel like I want to get here without. At least four or five of coaches I had growing up from like from high school to like the yeah. coaches I met at UL, like coaching has been a big part of like getting me here too. I feel like because like I, if you have a coach that don't push you and it's just like if I would have had a coach that didn't push me, I'd probably still be who knows, honestly. Like every yeah. coach I end up coming in contact with didn't let me settle for what I was trying to settle for. They always just kept edging me on and pushed me. And even if it was uncomfortable, and that's what a lot of it came from, them pushing me around uncomfortable out of my comfort zone and then I feel like that helped me like grow and just evolve even better and like you might be back in Louisiana fishing right now if it weren't for some <laughs> yeah, of these coaches pushing you yeah I'll be back in Louisiana doing yeah fishing just not doing nothing productive fight at mm-hmm. all so yeah so yeah. I am thankful for that I had that and then obviously um, you know ton of success at Louisiana my man didn't give up a sack in three seasons <laughs> Pretty good stat to have. Hold on, don't 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 jinx him. There's a whole other season coming up. Well, those those seasons are in the past, Mm -hmm. but that obviously is going to attract a lot of attention. Um, When that season wrapped up, Coach Napier made the move here. What was your thought process like? Were you thinking, "Let me try and test the waters of the NFL. Let me potentially stay at Louisiana, or or let me go to a new program"? How did you kind Um, of deal with that? No, during the season. Cause uh, I had on uh, seen the no sack thing like during the season. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty good. To my, that's how, that's when I like, when the first time I seen something about myself. And I thought that's pretty good, like no sex. And then I started thinking like, I'm, I'd be watching NFL games. And I'd be like, man, I, I could do that. Like so during the middle of the season, I'm thinking like I might have to leave this shit because like I'm trying to because like one of my goals tended to me want to help my family out too. Like my mom sure. and my grandma. Like, I gotta get them to a better situation. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like if I go to the NFL like right now, if they say fifth for six round, I in my head, I was thinking I'd take that. I could get there and work my way up like I did here. Yeah. So, like, that's where my mind was then. Um, toward the end of the season, what it was, um, like, we had four games, three to four games left. You start hearing rumors about the coaches here got fired. Then people start talking about Napier and his name. Like, this was the second time. So, I'm thinking, oh, this, this like, happened last year. saying the same thing <laughs> last year. So, like, two more games passed. And then this was, like, this was ULM game before our conference championship. That's when they started saying it even more. Then after the ULM game, they announced it. Like, he getting the yeah. job be taken. So I'm like, man, that's that's crazy. So I'm thinking, like, it'll, my first thing I thought was, like, it'll be easy for me to just leave and go to the NFL now. Cause like, well, try to declare now because, like, the new coach, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know the new coach. So it ain't going to be sure. too often to, like, tell me to stay and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, it's easier. Then I get finished with the um, conference championship game and stuff like that. Then – Coach leave and then like I'm just sitting there thinking and then like I see like people talk to me and then I'm thinking like it's a big draft coming up now like what if I'm just thinking like what if I have a good year somewhere else but not here like at a bigger place than I thought mm-hmm. and Napier went to Coach Napier went to Florida and I'm thinking like would he want me there like would he not am I good enough on like they got a bunch of me's over this the SEC that's what I'm thinking in my head like Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of me's everywhere. Like they, they good over there. And I'm thinking, we got a theme going with you. You, you some self doubt. Yeah, like it, it, it's self doubt happening. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't know where it comes from. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just, it just, it just happened. Like I try to, I, I guess for me, it's just like I don't want to get a big head. Cause mm-hmm. when sure, you get a big head. That's when I start messing up. So yeah. it's easy for me to do, stay humble. Yeah, do my best if I just stay humble. So that's how I end up doing. But it sometimes turns into self doubt, which mm-hmm. I try to do. But yeah, but I'm thinking like he don't, they ain't gonna need me over there. But I mean, I. I just one day I'm talking to my people and I'm like, they say if you 
and they told me like you good enough to go in the portal. Then if you don't see nothing, like I'm pretty sure you good enough to go back to you. Then I then I was like, yeah, you're right. So yeah, I did and went to portal, and that's when everything <laughs> my phone started blowing yeah. up. People, like, I numbers area codes I've never seen before start popping up, and I was like, man, this is spam calls. Yeah, yeah this can is you crazy. can you explain just the process of going to the portal? Because some people, um. Like Tyron Hopper was in and out of the portal, and, and people were making jokes like, "Oh, it's he, you hit the wrong button." What <laughs> what's the process of like actually going to uh, a school to the athletic center and yeah. saying, "Hey, I want to enter the transfer it's, portal." You um you just talk to the compliance people mm-hmm. whoever at your school, then like you let them know, then they're like they ask you a few questions like, "This is really what you want to do," and then they let you know like once you do this, you can't use the facility and stuff like that. So you just make sure like this what you really want to mm-hmm. do because like. You can turn back, but I mean, it, it kind of like creates a bad mood in the air, like you, sure. you and other coaches and stuff like this. So, I mean, for me, when well, I had text of compliance, then he asked me a few questions, asked me if I really want to do it. Then like an hour later, he said I was in the portal and I said, all right. Then what I got tonight, he said nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just said that now, all right. Then uh, 30 minutes later, somebody takes my phone, asked me, are you in the portal? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. More <laughs> <laughs> people start texting me and before I knew it, college coaches and people from all over the um, states and different places started calling me and texting and like, how just feel about coming here? Like, are you going straight to like, a lot of coaches did catch me saying, they just said, are you going straight to Florida to follow the coach? And at first I was like, yeah. Then I started, um, I told them, yeah, cause I ain't know, like, cause I didn't want to like deal with all that at the time. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't want to actually like try to go into the recruiting process cause sure. I know how that gets. But then, sure. like, but then when people start talking like, just I like, take a few visits to other places just to see cause sure. like, you can't really sit here and just compare UL to Florida because even though like, you know the coaches, you just want to just get a feel for other places too. So that's what I decided to do. So I took one trip to Auburn. It was nice. Then I went to LSU. And then I, at one point I wanted to be LSU because I didn't want to go too far from home. But mm-hmm. then it just, it's still like, for me, like, not practice football-wise, this just wasn't the best fit. And then sure. I came here down. Like, it's, it, it felt the same as the, you, with UL, the coaches, just, but just in like a, I don't want to say better environment, just in a different environment. I feel like that was good too when I came here. And I just like, it just felt like home, even with a lot of coaching stuff here. Then even with the new players, it still just felt like home. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I like your hair. Like, it's just a bigger UL to me than like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not too hard to please. So I'm like, it's, it's nice here. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think, I um, like you mentioned, some coaches asked you, are you just going to go to Florida? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans that were following your recruitment and your decision. Yeah. Maybe assume that as well. I feel like they did. Too. But it was not a layup for Coach Snape and the staff. Like, they did have to <clears throat> recruit you, and you did have to weigh some other options. Yeah. Um, you know, what was those conversations like with, with Billy? Where <clears throat> he first reached out to you after you entered the portal, and, and he's trying to sell you on coming to Florida. I mean, and then obviously you got, you know, Stapleton as well being mm-hmm. a part of that. I mean, that is one thing I did like about it. They didn't pressure me. That's how I felt. They pressured me like tell my hair up and get me here. Like come around. I didn't feel too much pressure from Coach Nate or on um, Coach State when they was talking to me, recruiting me and stuff like that. And um, did it feel weird? It, it, it did feel weird. Like <laughs> it felt weird once I came here. Then like once I came here, committed. Like it felt weird for, to me. I don't know if it's for it felt weird to me for like the next two weeks after I came here, after the whole situation. But it felt weird a little bit. But I mean, uh, it wasn't no. Uh, let me see. It, w- it was no bad feeling, though. I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, they recruited me. Just they wanted me to come, of course. And then, like, it just showed them how much they really uh, appreciate me and care, like, from the work I put in with them at UL and stuff like that. So, I mean, it just it made me feel a little good that they actually still wanted me because, I, I mean, I told you at first, I didn't think they did. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. when I showed it, so that when they showed that they wanted me, it made me feel like all the work I did back at UL actually, like, meant something. Like, it's kind of paying off now. So, like, it made me feel good. And obviously, your phone showed you that a lot. Yeah. Of yeah. You. <laughs> um, yeah. Not not talking down on UL, but the, the, some of the schools you went to, Auburn, Florida, mm-hmm. LSU, LSU, have more resources. What was it like just, you know, coming from UL, um, from a small high school even, and seeing just like the facilities at Auburn, at Florida, at LSU? It just showed me like how much, I want to say how much, missing, how much bigger things can be and stuff mm-hmm. like that and how much better, like, because, like, coming from high school to you, it was like, I thought that's the best it could yeah. get because, like, my high school was small. Our coaches was our um, trainers. So, like, mm-hmm. we got hurt. <laughs> the coach going to go check on you then go back to coaching. So, when I went to UL, it was like, it was just a, a big jump. And I, like, to me, I didn't see any paper, but then when I went to the portal, then when I took to the Auburn LSU and came here, I was like, 
UL was nice, but I mean, these other places are nice too. Like, you know, like they on a day, they nicer too. And then plus they get a new facility that makes it even better. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just got yeah. stuff that, they just got stuff that other places just don't have. And you look at that when you're recruiting too. I mean, I, I kind of forgot about all that. Like the whole stuff you look at in a recruiting process, I'm just thinking about football. I'm not thinking about the small parts around the system. I'm just thinking about getting on the field and playing at this point. Yeah. But like, the stuff around the system is important too, like the facilities you in, like the lot, even the locker room you sitting there chilling before practice. If it ain't comfortable, if it's messy or something, you ain't even gonna be want to practice. You going there, like yeah. sitting there, you want to have a place that's nice and like chilled, a good peace of mind. And I had that at UL, but when I went to other places, I seen that you can have other places too, because like they stuff is nicer, mm-hmm. just as nice, or if not nicer than what I'm used yeah. to. Then it just just opened my mind up to like the different varieties of like how um, other um, facilities are and like how big and how much nicer it, like it can be and like it's a difference in the atmosphere and stuff like that too. Now, um, before we get into the practice field and kind of what you went through in spring ball, what was the transition like for you here at Florida? Just getting used to Gainesville, getting used to your classes and and just kind of adjusting to you know your new your new life. You're from Louisiana, so I know the food down there. Yeah, have you I, found anything good I, here I, yet? I, I found I found a few good places. Um. Um, a few, a few places. Some of the best places I tasted was at the facility when they like had the food come to us and cater for us. Like it was some of the best places I had. But I mean, it took, it, it honestly took a while because mm-hmm. I was used to the food out there in Louisiana. But like the um, the environment itself was nice. Like it's like it's it's like a football. It's like a college football town. And like I haven't really been in that before. And mm-hmm. like just being here and like just seeing like the love that they get here. Like not just football, but even for all the sports too. Just like it's just nice to like. Do you appreciate it a little more as an athlete? And then that's what you get here. And like just the um then the transition, like with school, like the system they got for the players, like school wise, it makes it easier for them to like transition here mm-hmm. and like fit in and like not have to stress or worry as hard. Like the they makes it they make it as smooth as it can be and it makes it easier to yeah. like let's hit the ground running. And that's kind of what I did, honestly. Like you spend as much time in the Hawkins Center as you are in the locker room. Just about, honestly, mm-hmm. like, because, like, at the hockey center, you see all the players over there anyway, mm-hmm. then you just, like, with the advisors and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's just basically, like, a, another locker room almost because mm-hmm. they're down the hall, you see different players and stuff. So, yeah. How much was um, foundation and identity, those two phases, how much were they similar at Florida to what they were at Louisiana? Um. That was for me almost exactly the same. Honestly, like we did the same stuff. Only thing I could say is like at Louisiana, my last year, it, it ramped up faster because we was more used to the program. Here, sure. it started out slow, then it ramped up kind of fast in the middle. It was easy for you. <laughs> it kind of was honestly. Like the first few days, it was easy because like we doing we running hundreds. I'm like we running just eight. Usually we gonna start off with twelve, but that's just because we was used to like. Running them at you, you guys so, were conditioned. Yeah, so like we were used to their type of conditioning here. The conditioning they did here was like was different. Like they would do more they long distance type conditioning. And then like when we first start off, when we first start off, we started like with short type conditioning. And then we build up to the long distance conditioning. I think it was just getting more used to like starting over again with new people. And then like yeah. trying because when I came here, like I didn't want to. I didn't want to come here and just be the the new dude, the new everything, and just standing out like trying to show everybody this yeah, the way, like yeah, this how you know. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, so I kind of stayed back with the package, just trying to like did it how everybody else did it. Like I knew it, but didn't know everything about it. But I I knew how they wanted everything did. But sure. I just kind of sit back and like trying to teach the other players a little bit. I just kind of like sit back and try to learn a little more about it. Like they don't like to not like be ahead of the pack too much. I just didn't want that attention there early, but um. And Coach Nape has said that he, I think Scott Trickland said this as well, that he built his program at Louisiana at a G5 level, mm-hmm. like a Power 5 program, mm-hmm. and that he ran it almost like he, things were done at Alabama. Have you seen that process basically just translate right over to Florida? It really is. Like, are operated? Yeah, that's what I feel like because doing our work at U.S., we was like a few, a couple of days after practice, we were like, this can't be no regular <laughs> This can't be no regular group of five workout. He gotta, he gotta be stealing this from some like Bama or something because like the the warm up get me tired. Like running across the field and like the practice warm ups be having me tired. I'm like, man, this is different. Like that's what I thought my first day at UL. Then when I came here and we did the warm up and it was and then the players here was talking about the warm up. I was talking about like, yeah. So I was just wasn't tripping. So it's like it's a legit warm up. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it's not the regular work you would 
catch a regular um, G5 school doing this been work that like the, the biggest schools do, like the Bamas and stuff like LSU and stuff like this. So like, how how'd that make you work. feel? Like like the first practice at Florida, you've got guys who are your age thinking, man, this warm up is hard. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember that from three years ago. My first, my first warm up in the, in this system, it, it, I, I was thinking the same thing. It, at first, it kind of made me feel like a little, a little relaxed. I'm like, yeah, I guess I just wasn't. It just wasn't me being out of shape. Uh-huh. It's just, it's everybody hit everybody. Like then, then I start feeling a little old because I'm like, man, I've been here three years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I. I you definitely didn't have any self doubt. Yeah, yeah, I had no doubt. So like, it, it made me feel a little old. But then I started thinking like, you know, this, this. Uh, it made me start thinking about the system as a whole. Like this system, we've been through really was hard, but like they made it. I just got used to it, and they, it kind of got a little easier. Cause that's what he always say. Like at the end of like at the end of identity and foundation, a lot of times you say like the system doesn't get harder. Your body just get more adapt to it, and like that's basically kind of how it is. Cause ain't nothing gonna change. You are gonna know the work, yeah. what you got to do before the, um before you do it. So like. Is is there to be get done? Your body's got to get through it. Then that's basically like how the program does is makes your body used to the hard work. You, the work doesn't get any less harder. Your body just get used to doing it. Then you're able to do it a little easier. And like that's kind of what my mind was on it. And so yeah. you guys are in phase four now. What is the discretionary phase for fans? Um, <laughs> it's it's basically players trying to like. Relaxing and like take the on because mm-hmm. like spring it's like you get beat up during spring. You get, you get beat up during spring. Spring is almost. That's how Richard tweeted the uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spring is like it's like a it's like fall count, but not as. Not, I don't want to say as intense because the practices itself aren't are just as intense. It's just you get a little day off in between, which is fall count is every day out there every day, and then you get that one day off on, on during the week. But like, um, I say. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Loving it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of time to just get your body back right. Yeah. Take, let your mind relax. Yeah, like you said, it was like a little vacation time. Mm-hmm. Like you just get to home, get time off and relax. Like me in person, like I'm gonna just I'm gonna work on the things I want to work on, like my um little edges I had over the spring and stuff like that. Then next week I start back working out, like not working, I just on conditioning. Like that's that's my main problem, like staying conditioned in the shape. And I hate mm-hmm. to run, I hate to get in shape with the <laughs> team because I mean. I I'd rather get a shape with myself because I like it's yeah. just easier for me and like so that's what I like to do over my time. Just like get a little workout saying that's I mean that's the smart thing to do is make sure you work out at least twice or three times a week because when we come back, we come and hit the ground running. Like yeah. coach don't care if you've been working out or not the first day, you baby got a conditioning test. So yeah. hopefully you have been doing something. So but that's all the discretionary period right now is just for us time to give us time to relax and kind of do more outside of football if we want to interact with fans, stuff like that, mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Like it's a little break for us because once we get back in June, we, 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 I mean, once we get back at the end of May, we go on straight and like we go on the whole month of June. Then we get like another week off, I think, for the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Then we go to July. Then we get like three days off between July and August, not three, but a few days. But then once, once that little time off, it's, it's game time. Once fall camp starts. Yeah. From fall camp until fall camp to January, to December, 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 January. I mean, you ain't getting, yeah. you ain't having more than two, three days off, especially in this program. Like, they so you need this period. Yeah. We, this like, you really need this period to like, just let your mind relax and then like kind of take the load off and not let much, like just relax basically. That's, that, that's what my mind did only just like yeah. to relax and not. Now you mentioned interacting with the fans. I, I do want to ask you about this before we wrap up with spring ball. Um, you got to take part in that barbecue event oh, with yeah. the offensive lineman and Shannon Snell. Yeah. Anytime you can get your hands on some relationship ribs, you do it. Oh, yeah, that was um, nice. How cool was that that Gator Collective created that for you guys to just be able to interact with fans, especially somebody like you that's coming in mm-hmm. and, and maybe wants to get a feel for what it's like with Gator Nation? Yeah, it was nice for me. It showed me like like. I was surprised, like it, it wasn't a, a lot of fans, but I was surprised fans even came up because just the old line, like who really wants to sign and talk with the old line? Like we don't have too much to say to people. Actually, honestly, like, I know I don't. fans <laughs> came out though. <laughs> so, yeah, so, a lot of fans actually came out and it surprised me. Like it made me feel good the fact that like they cared as much about us and like mm-hmm. the Gator Collective too. Like they actually set up and put it together for us to be able to do that and like and then um Mr. Um 
Yeah. Him um, making the uh, reels and stuff like that for us. Him just welcoming us and like being friendly and help, like, helping us out with it and stuff like that just made me feel like it's a, it's a lot of people behind this program. They want to help us and want to see us succeed. And like, they doing whatever they can to help us do that. And it just made me feel good. It made me feel welcome too. Cause like, this was like, I was, this wasn't, I'm like three, four weeks in still. So I'm still like, still trying to get my feet wet a little bit. And like, you know, feel for everybody and mm-hmm. the fact they did that for us. And then it wasn't even like, well, we, we had talked about it and like two weeks later it happened. So it was like kind of on short notice, but they still made it happen fast for us. And then like, people still showed up just to sit there and talk with us just to, and to eat. Like, it, it, was, it was nice. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think nothing like that would happen like so fast. How nice has it been, name, image, likeness, and then to have a group like the Gator Collective that can kind of uh, get you to this interview, get you to one of those things? Um, it's nice. It's, um, it, it's, um, it makes it easier to, like, to want to interact with people and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they makes it, like, they help work around your schedule and stuff like that. They don't just throw that on you. Like, you got to get here at this time. And like, right. that's yeah. it. Like, nah, she, they would text and ask your house this time or what, what you doing around this? Like, is you comfortable with this? Like, that? that just makes me feel, that just makes me feel like, it just makes me feel better about doing it than like not putting that much pressure on me about mm-hmm. like doing it or not being able to do it. Cause like, Still juggling school, man. Yeah, still, yeah, like, like, yeah, still juggling school. Cause like, I don't be wanting to tell nobody no but like when I got a final a test coming up, I got to because like I don't want to let my grades go down because I want to be eligible. So it's like when anything pops up and like I can't do it, there's no hard feelings between us and the Gator Collective. Like they don't be mad or upset. Like they ain't gonna not give me another opportunity later on down the line because I couldn't come to this one. Like they help make it easier and like not have have it all on the players because like um. Like I feel like in some other places it's different. Like you don't have as much help nil wise. Yeah. From the system and all, like from the school at all. Like it's just you got to go out there and get it. If you can't yeah. get it, then you just don't got it. Like and you guys, like you said, they're kind of facilitating a lot. Yeah. For you. Like here they like, facilitating like it's is us get a collective being like the um investments or whatever. Like they got to go through them to get us, and I like that. Like mm-hmm. it makes it easier to find out. You can pick and choose kind of which ones you want to do, and like yeah. Yeah. It just makes it easier as a well, and I'm sure you you made it a lot easier on the Florida offensive linemen this spring. Uh, we were talking about out there quite the dynamic that you come in and you are the new guy on the starting offensive line, but you're all these other guys are the new guy in the in the system. Yeah. So it's I mean they're kind of looking to you even though you're looking to them. Yeah. What was that dynamic like just going through spring ball where you're trying to get your feet wet, but they're also looking to you for guidance? It, it, it was it was different and interesting for sure because like when I started off like I was start off with the um, tools, then I had to get used to going with them, and like as I started rotating more and more with the ones and the tools, and like just getting used to. Getting trying to get used to them as a whole, then I I had to start like getting the getting the feel of how like I block with them and like and all that. And while I'm trying to like tell them the plays and stuff like that <laughs> between the plays, like I'm out here trying to tell the tackle to do which I, I mean I knew it because I've been in the system for so long, but it was just something I wasn't used to because at UL you were I, asking what the play was. At I UL. was asking, and then like my last year I went asking no play. Like, I knew everything. And at that point it was just like. What block are we gonna do? Cause not, I knew it. Then the dude on side of me knew it. So like, yeah, like we only a lot of times we didn't have to communicate. We're here to play. Then we just down and ready because we know we mm-hmm. got to do and we see sure. the structure of the defense. So it's like here it was more of me having to get quicker and better. Like we communicating and like and just getting better. Cause like you are like yeah the center. I, if I didn't know something, the center would end up telling me at the on uh, he had a last say. But here it was different. Like. My say end up being the last set a lot of times on plays because like they look to me because sure. they know I know the stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just had to get better, being more decisive on yeah, that's it, and, and like, it put more on team. You. Yeah, and, yeah, that too. And I like, it just it's because like it's it, it, it didn't start off like that. They knew I knew, but they wouldn't really ask me. They was trying to figure it out for themselves. But once they knew it, but like you can with the system with this system when you if you can figure it out, but still be parts of it you don't know. Then like those are the parts. That's when they start coming around asking yeah. like. The, the small parts of like when should we when 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 should the guard have the center and when should the center be by itself and the guard have the tackle like sure. those type of blocks and like what the linebacker was and stuff like that because that's a a lot of our combinations up front depends it all depends on the line it depends on the linebackers and I had to like that's that's what part they was confused at because it was different for them mm-hmm. last year because like when I talked to them about how the system was last year because that's one thing I had to do I had to learn how their system was last year. <laughs> to see how they was thinking to help mm. them learn this one better this year. And that, that's what was kind of hard for me too, but I mean. That's interesting. That's that is, that yeah. fans wouldn't really know. Like, yeah. okay, 
I'm trying to teach them this one. So I need to learn what language and, and what they were doing in their last system, which I'm not going to ever have to know <laughs> other than just to help so, them learn this one. Yeah. Sounds like a four, four D player. Man. Yeah. He knows about those four D players. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I, I try to be, so I had to learn a few of their calls from last year and see like what, cause like last year when they make the mic, that's who they was going to. Like where they're going to the mic, but here when you make the mic, you telling the mic for the running back or like the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it was kind of a different setup, so I had to kind of see where they was coming from and then kind of mix it in to how they was doing it, to mm. how they wanted to do it here. And then, like, I kind of um, talked to them about, like, it don't be group setting. I just put them, like, to the side, like, when they ask me, like, one-on-one, because it's easy for me to do it that way. I can't. Yeah. I can't talk to them all at one time. You don't look like you don't seem like a guy that wants <laughs> yeah, to address the whole group. I don't, don't want to sit them all down at once, try to talk to them in a team meeting, and like in a little O line meeting or something. I just talk to them one at a time to see what they be thinking on each different plays and stuff like that. Like a lot of times with the right tackle, I be um, playing with. Like I talk to them a lot on outside zone and see where his mind at or outside zone to help me be able to tell them like what I'm looking for. And then like from that point, we could just work together and see how we can get it done. And that's how kind of how. I went about it to make it easier for right now because in spring, it was just so fast. Cause like when spring happened, it was when they happened, like after identity, we go right into spring. So mm -hmm. we ain't yeah. had that much time to like get, go over the place together. Cause we was in identity. Then we had to like with school and just so much stuff going on. We even had time to sit down and like actually go over some of the stuff. So like on the fly, like during spring, that's how, that's kind of how I uh, like pick their minds and like <laughs> see how they were thinking about each place and like trying to help them out with you know, like, the calls and stuff like that and a lot of like the um terminology. Yeah, the terminology and stuff like that. And because like I knew I know the defense too. Like some of the defensive calls, I know some of the defense calls. So I help them out with that too. Like when I hear the defense calling something. A little cheat code. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, like I like oh, all right. So I hear they calling whatever they little pressure is. I'm like, all right, the D line coming back. So let me call this call my offense to help us out with some which the coach we want the center to make the call, but like he don't know it just so I just make it for him to help it help it easier. Like if, I mean, if, if we if we all if we all wrong, we all right, and the other way around. So mm -hmm. like, I tell you what, though, man, if, out, if yeah. you would have went to LSU, this line would have missed you. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, um, before we let you go, um, gotta get your thoughts on AR15, man. What's it like being able to uh, block for him, and what do you think that this offense can do with him and some of the other pieces that you guys got? Uh, I feel like with him, we can we can be real special, like because like he ain't, I ain't I ain't really seen a quarterback like that before, like not in person at least. Like mm -hmm. when I first came, I was looking at him like I'm because I ain't like when I got what here. What position do you think he played when he first got here? <laughs> he had to be a receiver, a linebacker, or something like he like not linebacker, just like I'm I'm just thinking like he's not a quarterback. Like yeah. I ain't seen no quarterback like really muscular build like that. Like he just so he was like big. And I'm like I'm just looking like he might be a receiver, tight like, end, tight end could be. I'm thinking. Maybe safety, maybe outside line, but scary looking like, safety. That's what I'm saying. Like then I kind of I see him at quarterback. I see him at practice throwing the ball. I know this ain't our quarterback. <laughs> oh God, I see him in the, in the, with the, it was after um it was after one of the identity runs. I see him sitting back throwing the ball. Like I hope he a receiver catching it for the quarterback. And I see him getting ready to throw the ball. And I hear him like so this is the quarterback. And I start seeing like then we start getting the practice setting. I start like blocking for him and like seeing like watching the film as a home. Like it's, he's nice. Like. Yeah. We can be pretty nice with it. Then I start hearing about he can run to him. Like, you know where he can run. <laughs> he can't run. So the first scrimmage come around, I seen him break the pocket, take a run. I'm like, man, he can run too. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, he did big. He could throw it in running. Like, it's, I don't see how nobody can stop that. If we block him up front, then like we have a good, a solid run game. I don't really see how you could yeah. stop a quarterback. You could put bootleg it out on the play action. You looking for the run. He could run it. He could throw it. We could run it because we had a good line up front. I mean, it's just, it's just hard to stop. I mean, RPO was looking good in the spring game. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Then they can't touch it. He, he not. I don't think he probably the way he be looking like he running. I'm like he running trying his hardest, and he's still moving fast. Yeah. So it's like I want to see it in the game. I want to see him like really trying to see how fast he really is. Because like in the practice setting, you know he be trying, but he probably don't be running full speed. Like mm -hmm. plus, no one's gonna tackle. Him. Yeah, nobody gonna tackle. Him, so it's like it's a different mindset. I want to see in the game. It's mindset. When you when you're being chased, yeah, when you're being chased, yeah, when you know to. when you know. When you know they gonna get to you and like really try to bring you to the ground and probably try to hurt you or whatever. You gonna 
it's on different speed and strength they come out. So I'm just curious to see how they be in the game. Well, so he got up to like 20, 21, almost 22 miles an hour against saying. USF too, last year. It's, and that was like, in pads. That's what I'm His saying. first yeah. two games, he had a 70 yard touchdown run and an 80 yard touchdown that's run. That's what I heard. And I had, and I, when I heard, I had, I got to go see this. And I went seeing him. Like, he jumped over one man and ran over one yeah. man. He's like, he like a running back back there. Yeah. On the ball. I'm like, it's crazy. Um, Final couple questions for you, Osiris. Uh, what was the experience like in the swamp? I know. Stadium was at half capacity, but just your first time being out there, suiting up in the orange and blue. What was that like for you and your guys? It was, it was crazy for me. It was it was wild because like it was within the UL game. Like yeah, I, I I expected to be a lot of people, but when I when <laughs> yeah, I went crazy. out there, like I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like the Gator Walk was like it was the Gator Walk was packed on. Like they was talking, about it'd be way more packed. I'm like it can't. I mean, I, it can be more packed, but it can't be that much more packed. People on the team like, bro, it's it's crazy now. I'm like, All right, so. We're gonna getting ready, then it getting like as we getting ready, it get, it's getting louder. But like the music still plays, so I don't know how much loud it's getting in the stadium. But when we do the first little warm up, ain't that many people out there? When we come out for the second, it's starting to pile up. But once we get ready for the last, like to come out as a team and get ready to play, like I'm looking like man, this is it packed? I'm trying to lean out, like look up under the tunnel. Like, is it packed? Then when we finally run out there, I'm looking like, well, ain't no way. It's a packed like it ain't packed, but it's like. It's it's more than I'm, it's more than I ever seen in the UL game, mm-hmm. even our conference championship. Like not to knock on them, but like bigger, it's, yeah. it's just it's just way bigger. Like more people came and showed up and showed out, and like and it was loud. Like I went to the Utah game. Right. This guy, like, that's what I told I told Montreal that we talked to Montreal after the game. And he was like, "Man, that was loud. My ears are ringing." I was like, "Brother, that's, that's half. Like you're gonna have they're gonna have double that, that for that first and, game." And that's what's crazy. Every time I say something about uh, going to the people on the team, like it's crazy loud. Like every time I say something, like it gets right. way worse. Like this is nothing. Like, everybody tells me this is nothing. Like I'm like this is nothing. Like I'm. I'm shocked right now. Like I can barely hear myself now. Mm-hmm. Like that's why this is nothing. Like you gotta learn sign language. On the, <laughs> I can't imagine it getting no louder, but they say it gets louder. So I'm like, I, I can't wait. Like my heart started racing a little bit. I almost got too serious out there in the spring game. Thinking, just thinking about it. Like I just can't wait to see how the fans actually come mm-hmm. out. And, like for the first game. Yeah. And, and what would you nice. tell the fans to uh, get ready for Montreal? What he's gonna bring to that backfield? Okay. You know a little something. Well, he, he, he gonna bring some explosiveness. Some some like definitely the first the first. Tackler gonna have problems every time. Mm-hmm. If if he even get to him coming having to go through us, so like, <laughs> so like I feel like they gonna they gonna enjoy watching him run and like just the one two punch combo of him and the other running backs and even they are running the ball. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Did you him and Cameron all talk or did you guys make your decision separately or what was that like? Uh, Cam Cam came here. Cam came here before us. I, t- I talked to Montreal about it because he because I knew what his head was a little bit after because like after the um after the um bowl game I talked to him a little bit just just to see because like when they left it was on, dudes on the team was just like playing around with they saying like oh Nate gonna come take this person this person that person <laughs> they just throwing it around but like um uh, for me like when they said my name I, I thought about it but I told you what my mind was I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about too much with like Montreal like hey. He probably would take because we looked at Florida, like we looked at the like the running backs and they had here, and, like we seen that one was hurt, then yeah. you know, one had left, and like they only got two. So it's like, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy if they like we don't talk much about it. it. Wouldn't be bad. I mean, you know the play calling and stuff like this. So I just feel like, I mean, you go there, you go there three years, you do good. Two of those years, it's Florida. You gonna have a chance into the NFL, which if you stay at UL, not to say you're gonna do bad, but if you have like. You, you got to hold yourself at like a higher standard. Like, you have to ball like, out. You, you, you have to ball out even harder at there because like the competition level, or so they say, is like from the NFL standpoint, mm-hmm. they look at it like it's not as good. So it's a to, knock on you. Yeah, so like you have to do like better there. For as you come here, you you break one tackle and then get a big <laughs> touchdown. They look yeah. at you like, oh, he ready to go he first round. Yeah, he yeah, can do, he can do it. You break one tackle and then break a 35 yard touchdown. They can like, oh, he he ready the next one up. Yeah, so. It's just, it's just, I, we talked about it a little bit, but like, I, I ain't really telling him what I was going to do. I just said, I'm thinking about it. And then he said the same thing, but we kind of, kind of yeah. leaned towards it. Then once I seen, once he seen me in the portal, then he got in the portal and then we talked more than like, yeah, we kind of knew, like, especially after I took my, um, after I took the trip to LSU and then I came back and I talked to my people about it. And then like, we were like, yeah, we, we know we want to do now. Yeah. yeah. I told him then he was already up here and then, yeah. Well, Osiris, man, I know Florida fans are happy to have you here. Uh, We're happy to have you here. Appreciate you joining us today. And uh, I think that, you know, we mentioned 
Des earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I think he might be able to lean on you a little <laughs> bit. He tries to get on that meal plan. Is, is he the hardest defensive lineman for you to block on this team? Uh, he's on Javon. Javon? Yeah, he's yeah. in for so. He's a beast? Yeah, he's he nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I probably, he, probably, he'll tell you he's still learning football. He's only been playing that, that, for like three, four years. That, that's what I heard too. Like, I heard that he was like still learning because like he. I think he started playing his junior year of high school. Yeah, because like the coaches last year wasn't really teaching on teaching on football. They were just teaching on like how to. Let me see. They were teaching really techniques. We were just teaching them how to play it, like how to like do this and that. Like they, yeah, assignments. They weren't really teaching them like how to read blocks how to read a uh, long old lineman sets or something like that now they actually like work at half the man and stuff like that like now they actually getting coached there by the coach and then now it's like and he recruited you a little bit too when you were making your decision yeah, he, 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 I, he was one of the first ones I talked to when I got in the portal too he talked to him a little bit so yeah it made it easier to come here because like I'm already familiar with the coaches and now I'm familiar with a few players too mm-hmm. it just makes it easier to like come over and then just be a part of this so yeah Absolutely. Well, listen, man, enjoy your discretionary period. Yeah. Enjoy your offseason. Good luck with finals week. And uh, we appreciate you coming through. Osiris Torrance, that'll do it for this episode of the Gators Online podcast. Had fun wrapping up the spring game and getting a visit from this big guy. We'll join you guys next week live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. For Nick Del Torre, I'm Zach Albuquerque.